Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. In the year that Jude died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high lifted up. He was two years old, spring break, new life ranch in Oklahoma, hey, Keith. He was there with his mom, standing in line, waiting to get into the cafeteria to eat lunch on the lunch break, uh, whatever day it was on spring break. And Tab was talking to somebody, and then um, eventually turns around and realizes that two-and-a-half-year-old Max is no longer standing uh, next to her knee. What'd I say? It's all the same. It's, there's no hope. <laughs> there's no hope. It's like 2012, so we'll say it was Jude. <laughs> Tab turns around. Max is nowhere to be seen. He's a long ways off. Jude who we would like to see is standing nowhere near her. So she looks around. Hey, did you see Jude? Did you see Jude? And then starts to look down the line a little more. There's like a long hallway that goes outside and the big cafeteria. So she goes into the cafeteria. And then somebody finds me. They're like, "Uh, your wife can't find your son. I'll just say my son. Keep it clean. Your wife can't find your son. So then we start looking around. We're looking at our tables. Wait, when was the last time you saw him? How long has he been gone? Oh, my goodness. And then it, like, starts to, like, slowly pick up in intensity because he's two years old. He's tiny. He's tiny. Long curly hair, uh, just waddling around, just the same as he does now, and I always do, and whatever. And uh, it like quickly is like, dude, dude, dude. And so now all 150 people are like looking under tables, looking around. We go down the hallway, not in the bathroom, not in that bathroom. Hey, sorry, girls' bathroom. Anybody seen a two-year-old boy in here? No, he looks like a girl, long hair. But uh, we go out, out the door. And then we start, like, looking around, like, man, how far could he have gotten? And so then we start, like, moving. And now I'm moving faster, and I'm younger and can still move a little bit. My gigantic work boots, and I'm just, like, sprinting oh, e- everywhere. Like, I-, I had not known in the three days we were there that there were so many places a two-year-old child could just fall and die, just disappear. I was like, where did this well come from? I've never seen this. And under this house, like, why does it go 15 feet down over there? And, and then I'm like, the, the freaking lake is just right here, just 50 feet down from the cafeteria. And I was like, this kid trips when he walks all the time. He's just walking in his stomach. And he just rolled all the way. In. And I'm like, now it's like, we're like minutes in. And like, well, now he could have wandered like pretty far. This is getting very not good. So everybody is just running all over the camp. Just Jude, Jude, Jude. Everybody's running. I'm sprinting in these work booths, just to this house, to that thing. Maybe he went back to our room. No, he's not there. Maybe he went here. He's probably playing some game over here at the right. Sprinting everywhere. I go, I go down. Th- this is like the final straw. I was waiting. I was like, there's no way if he's in the water, he's just dead. And I don't want to really find my dead son. So I run like down to the water. I'm just, there's all these upside down canoes like on the edge of the water. And I'm like lifting up every canoe. I'm just seeing like his mop of like blonde curly hair. Like in another reality, that was happening. Like he was right there. And I, I cannot, obviously, I cannot describe to you what was happening inside me. And I'm, I'm sprinting, and there's a, there's a point. I do the water. It's not there. I run back. I'm just like retracing my steps, running all over. It's a huge camp. And there's a point I'm in the middle of this field, and I just drop to my knees. Like I, there's, what else am I going to do? I can't, I can't find my son. He's dead. I, dr- I drop to my knees. I, I'm lo- looking up into the heavens, and uh, I'm, I'm not seeing God. I don't see a freaking thing at all. Stephanie Montgomery comes over eventually, like puts her hand on me. It's like a couple of minutes later, and then the word just starts to travel. 
We found him. We found him. We found him. We found him. And it like makes its way all the way down. <laughs> we get back up to the cafeteria dining thing. Go back inside. And like, there's <laughs> my son. He was dead, and now he's alive. My freaking beautiful baby boy, whatever his name is. Oh my goodness, I love you so much. I want to eat you. And <laughs> it turns out. Uh, he, they had a, like a chip stand, like right the tabs, uh, standing in the doorway, these double doors that are open, everyone's waiting in line to get in. There's a stand of just Doritos, Sun Chips, Frito Lays, whatever. And two-year-old Jude, while his mom is like distracted talking, nabs a bag of Doritos, slips behind the door that's just propped open all the time so people can walk in and out. Slips behind there, starts cracking to the Doritos, and then is like, here's his mom, Jude, Jude. So he's sitting frozen, and then suddenly it's like 150 people, Jude. He's like, everyone knows what I did, and they're after me. So he's sitting there silently for like 15 minutes as everyone is like screaming. Jude. When they find him, he's just sitting there with his bag of Doritos unopened. And we pull him out. I was like, oh my god, oh my goodness! They set him on the pool ball thing. I'm like, oh my god. Dad's like, buddy, you scared us. He's like, no, you scared me when you yelled at me. Cover your eyes. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live with people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. In the year that Jude died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. It was his 12th birthday, the first moment of his new life in Christ as I lowered him into the death waters in Forest Lake at Thousand Hills. And as we stood, it's Jude, I know it's Jude. As we stood, 12 years deep at this point, the person in the world I love and hate the most and love so much and want to kill, and I'm getting to do it. I'm standing in the water, I'm, I'm putting him to death. And I, I, I'm standing and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to him uh, talk on the, the shore to the gathered people, family, CCFers. <laughs> he, brought his, he, uh, he got this big like party speaker for his birthday, had a microphone that connected to it, so he, he brought that so he could like talk to the 30 people who were like gathered right there. It's very awesome. We're standing there, and in this year, uh, when Jude dies, <coughs> I see the Lord. He's sitting on a throne, and we're standing in the water. I'm, I'm whispering. Uh, into his ear, I am so full, I, ha I have exploded. There, there is nothing and there will never be anything. It's just this moment where time has stopped and all time is present, 12 years, but billions of years and billions of years that way, and all time is present in that moment and it's just, it's overflowing. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I lower him in the water, and the foundations of the threshold shook. The voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. The heavens opened. The voice of God speaks, and I say, woe is me, I am undone. I'm going to raise a child. I'm going to lead a young man. I've got no power to protect him. I can't, I can't do anything. I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live with people of unclean lips. We know nothing, we think nothing, and yet we speak. In the year that Jude died, 
I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. It was three months later after the baptism birthday, so he's 12 and a quarter years old, still becoming a human, not very human. There's a horrible incident after which I am smashing desk chairs through bedroom windows. I'm, as you've seen, Fantastic Mr. Fox, where he's destroying the trailer. I'm I, in, on the spiritual plane. This is the reality that is happening. I'm standing there. I'm looking at the, the baby boy that I love and would kill for. And I hear, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And in that moment, all I know is rage. Rage. And time freezes, and it stops, and it's, it's bulging, and it's exploding. And I see um, that my rage good mixed with bad, well-motivated mixed with, obviously. I see that that is a, a drop uh, in the ocean of, of the terrifying goodness of God. And I, I, I'm frozen. And I know there's nothing I can do. There's, there's nothing I can do. Keep him safe. I'm the one who's going to kill him. What are we even talking about? How in the world do you live with another person? How do you be a person in the world? It's impossible. And time freezes, and I see him, and I see me, and I see the Lord seated on the throne, high and lifted up. The foundations of the threshold shake at the voice of him who calls. The room fills with smoke, and I am undone. What was me? Uh, will you stand for a second? In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me. I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live in the midst of people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Amen. Have a seat. The title of the sermon is Holy, Holy, Holy. The subtitle is The Paradox of God's Transcendent Holiness and Imminent Presence. You can write that down if you want. Uh, here in Isaiah, we're, we're not doing much just with digging into the text and the man and the intro to the book and whatever. Um, I want us instead to, to start right here. This is, this is Isaiah's call. This is how the, the book came to be. This is how the message to the people came to be. It's how the message to us came to be. Um, before Isaiah writes his 60 chapters of uh, the scripture and speaks all these messages to the people, uh, he, does, he does do that. He's sent to the people and he does it. He's told they're not going to listen and they're going to hate you and it's going to be dumb, but just go ahead and do it. And he does it. Before that, uh, Isaiah has this encounter. In the year that King Uzziah died, 
when things fell apart, when what I knew and was secure was no more there. The year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. Um, it's in this divine encounter, this mystical encounter that Isaiah, I, it's all the same. Isaiah, Isaiah, they're all the same. Max, Jew, there's no, dis, no difference. I have no idea. Isaiah, uh, in this divine, a mystical encounter, senses, hears, and sees um, the holiness of God, um, which is a the dumb thing to say because um, God is so transcendent and so wholly other that to say I saw the Lord is a it's a ridiculous thing to say, and so we get here. Even the gigantic angels who are hovering around God and flying around and calling out, "Holy, holy!" They're covering their eyes. They're 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 cowering. They're 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 hidden from God because you can't just be in God's presence. It's a, it's nuclear energy. You can't just be like, "Well, it's Oppenheimer, and I'm just gonna sit here and check out this explosion." It's you you can't you can't handle that. Like that's who God is. That's what God is. That's what we're talking about. It's the power that started the whole universe. That. You, you can't just hang out and, and see God. And yet, I, I, I saw God. He, he senses um, both that otherness, uh, but also in the, in the second half, the whole earth is full of his glory, uh, speaks to the, the, the whole world, is, is teeming with um, the, the power of God. And so we do live in it, and we do sense it, and God is present. And this paradox, this central mystery, at the, at the beginning of if you're going to speak any prophetic word, you're going to live in any faithful kind of way, you're just going to be a real person in the world. You have to have some sense at the beginning of both the absolute otherness of God and, and the absolute imminent presence of God. You can see God, God's glory all around you. In the, the hard as well as the, the blissful, uh, you can see it, it, it in the year that King Uzziah died. In the year that Jude died, in um, these moments, you sometimes are lucky enough to have lucky enough to have the opportunity um, to to be confronted by God, for for the veil to be torn apart just for a second to catch a glimpse. Y- you can't make it happen. Okay, it's it's revelation is a thing that God does. God is the one who appears here. God is the one who speaks here. God is the one making the foundations of the thresholds tremble and the, the house fill with smoke. You can't make it happen. You can train yourself um, to see and to hear. Actually, throughout this whole passage, it says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. I heard the seraphim doing this. I, excuse me. Um, I saw the, the seraph take the tongue and burn it on my lips. I heard the voice of the Lord. Whom shall I send? Um, I, Isaiah here is, is hearing and seeing. And we do have some uh, power over paying attention. We can learn to train ourselves to be the kinds of people um, who, who can see and hear when God is present and when God speaks. So we can, we can, Annie Diller said, you can't make lightning strike, but you can try to put yourself in the way of it. You can hang out in the field by a tall tree and you got a better chance than if you're huddled in your lightning rod proof house. So we, we can try to put ourselves in the way of when God uh, mysteriously appears in this way. Uh, and what comes from that uh, is that the, there's, a, there's a middle step here. So uh, I, Isaiah, the Lord appears to him, 
Um, and then at the end of this, this section, he's going he's gonna to go. He's going to go and say to the people, da da da. Uh, in the middle, he is undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. I, I don't think it means they're saying bad words. Like that could be included, but that's not the primary thing here. Um, I- if you haven't seen God ever, like if the, if the veil's never been torn, if you've never um, seen through things to recognize the power of the God who is, um, then the stuff that you say, the way that you think, and correspondingly the way that you live is not really going to be in line with the deep joy and deep lament of if you had in fact known the terror of the real God, like you, you would live, oh my goodness, in light of that power. And if you had seen that and lived, then you would live in the kind of joy that is like, oh my goodness, what does this mean? Like, what am I, what else am I scared of? I wrote an A-bomb down and it exploded. And like, here I am, I'm still here. And it like, shit me off to go do my stuff here. He, he is undone uh, before he is, is sent to speak. And if there's just like a, just cram, just like, here's the practical application of this. Shut up. The, for all of us, like all of us, like just shh, shh, unclean lips. People of unclean lips. We don't have to talk all the time. We don't have to say everything that occurs to us. We don't have to make crap up. Especially when we're pretending like it's real stuff. We don't know who we're talking about. You don't know who you're talking about. You know that, right? It's, o- it, it's okay. Shh. We're going to do a media, fast, a media fast soon. You should do it with us. <coughs> On the retreats, we have the chance. The retreats will be that. Okay, we can, we can put ourselves in the way of encountering a God who, who is there and who shows up like this. We can train ourselves to see, to hear, to pay attention, to increase our odds of being able um, to be ready to perceive the voice, the sight of God. <coughs> I want to ask you guys, I, I want you to take a second. Uh, uh, d- as, as I'm talking about the three deaths of Jude, and in that moment, those moments for me, everything stops. It's, it's sometimes painful, sometimes elation, uh, but I, I am face-to-face. I'm confronted with God. Have you? I'm going to give you a second. W- what, what are the times for you? Like, what comes to mind? Maybe it's big moments. Maybe it's smaller things, but, but everything is stopped, and, and you saw through. You recognize something about yourself, about all the, the tension you have with whoever, and you just like saw yourself as if from the outside, and, and God's light was shining on you. And you're, uh, wh- what are those? What are those moments for you? I'm going to give you a second. I want you to think of something. Hopefully, you had the chance to to think of something big or small. I'm going to read the passage again at the beginning in the year that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it as a fill in the blank. So I, I want for you to turn this to yourself in the year that your thing, the, the moment, the encounter happens. And I want us to, to go back again. In the year that I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, the train of his robe filled the temple. 
Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. Let's go back, and now with your thing in mind, I want you to join me. It's just, it's going to be easy. It's just going to be holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. It's going to be a paraphrastic version of this, okay? So with, with, with your thing in mind. These seraphim, they covered their faces, their feet. They fly, they call to one another, and they say, holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. Let's do it again robustly. And they called to one another and said, holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. One more time. The angels are flying around in the presence of God, and they're screaming so the walls shake. Holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. The foundations of the threshold shook the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And we said, Whoa, we are undone. Unclean lips, people of unclean lips, and our eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Um, for that part, can you, can you stand up? I, thi I think it's important. I holy, holy, holy. I, and we're, we're undone in the presence of that. We're not used to being undone, really. Like, imagine you're the strong and weak forces, the atoms in your body, like that not working, and you just, you melt. Your, knee, your knees give. You, you are undone. And all the stuff that you thought you knew, the foundations, the thresholds, everything that's in your brain, and how smart you are, and how good at things you are, and your life plan, and all of that, and your relationships, and how well you do, or poorly, how sucky you are at school, like me. All of that. You are undone. It disintegrates. It ceases to be. It melts. It's vaporized in, in the presence of the God who is. Okay, so for, th for this last time, <coughs> um, we're, we're going to do holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. And when, when we get to undone, can you, like, if you're real brave, just, like, <laughs> if you can't do that, that's fine. But just at least, like, be undone, okay? All right. In the year that that thing fell apart, where you were ecstatic with joy, in that year, you saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings, covered his face, covered his feet, and he flew. One called to another and said loudly, Holy, 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 glory, glory, glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And you said, Woe am I, for I am undone. We are people of unclean lips. We dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. And our eyes have seen the king. And then the seraphim flew, and he took a tongue, pulled a coal from the altar, and he touched it 
to our lips. He said, behold, this coal has touched your lips. Uh, You are clean. Your guilt is gone. Your sin is gone. Then I heard the voice of God saying, who are we going to send? Who's going to go for us? And we, idiots that we are, undone, ecstatic at at being after being unmade, uh, we say, uh, here we are, send us. And God sends us uh, to our lives. Not all of us national prophets to speak of, 66 chapter message, uh, but back to our own lives to speak the truth, to work the truth, to live the truth in big and small ways. Having come face to face with God and lived and now learning to see that the whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, Here we are, Lord. Send us.